Welcome to We Took the Liberty, a podcast where we discuss our mediocre lives, ruminate on the weird and funny parts of our day-to-day, and explore some of our favorite places and activities in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm Logan Trent, and with me now and forevermore, Ben Anderson. Ben, I'm all greased up. I had a bunch of ribs before I came over here, so I've got big rib energy for this, oh, man. this episode. I, I knew I felt something different, yeah. and that was it. And when that I say I'm it. greasy, I mean, I'm I'm greasy. You, you, know, s- you slid right through the door. You, you know how people, yeah, you didn't even open the door. I was just like a, like a rat, compressed myself like right <laughs> under that... You know what they say, if Logan can fit his head through any hole, the rest of his body can slide right through as long as he's had enough ribs. That's true. That's a party trick we've done on many occasions. Yeah. 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 Forget the, you know, forget the tennis racket. Yeah. How about a badminton racket? Yeah. And, and funny enough, if I have enough ribs in me, then you would think it would prevent me from going through that small space. But no, 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 you slide right through. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, and, and I mean, the way I get so greasy is you've heard the phrase, lay it on me. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, when I say that, I mean, I mean it. I, I want them all over me. Just yeah. ribs. If you haven't to, seen T to Logan. T to ribs. If, yeah. If you haven't seen Logan eat ribs, uh-huh. just imagine like a samurai coat of armor mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. made entirely of ribs. Yep. You know, and it can be Kansas City. It yeah. can be Texas. It doesn't matter the rib. Doesn't. You can layer those puppies up and yep. make a beautiful coat of Logan armor. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and it will help out if you get in a sword fight. So it, Yeah, absolutely. So double threat in that situation. Yeah, delicious and great for self-defense. Yeah. Because there's actual ribs in there. Yeah, they're actual ribs. So you're protected against sharp objects. You're, you're greasy as all get out, so they can't get a hold of you. Yeah, I slide mean, right through a badminton racket. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is which is the phrase. It's not as slippery as an eel, just like mm, boy could go right, right through, through a, a badminton <laughs> racket. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's what we got like intro. <laughs> I gotta say, Logan, that's easily the best transition you've ever done. I've never really heard. That's almost as slippery as you in a badminton racket. I had what I was going to say next, forgot it immediately, <laughs> and then just sputtered. So, yeah. <laughs> that would be like if a comedian at the end of the set <laughs> wrapped up by saying, now I'm done telling jokes. You know, to that point, there are a lot of, like, a lot of stand-up specials do end very abruptly. And I think it's very clear that it's like, there's no like soft landing. Like I just had to tell a joke and get out of there and that kind of thing. And so, yes, <laughs> that might land in some, in like, depending on what your set contains, just being like, all right, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> the intro is now over. Transition. You know, I'm so glad you brought up transition uh-huh. because um, this weekend I had a little bit of a, a rough weekend. Okay. Um, and I understand that you also had a little bit of a rough weekend because you lost your voice. Yes. So I started to lose my voice coming back from a uh, work trip and then, uh, and then proceeded to make that worse. Like knowing that my voice was bad, 
um, yelling a lot at the referee mm. at the Lexington um, soccer game. Oh, how did um, Lexington SC do this weekend? Well, they lost oh, well, um, in part because of this officiating. And I don't, uh, I, I, I am, I am so sorry for my language, but this guy was a real dingbat. Like he Ooh, was a easy. serious fart canoe. Like wow. just a really All bad. Right. Come on now, bad, bad guy. We have some sensitive ears. <laughs> That's Listen. well. What's really funny is at one point, so everyone was eventually kind of getting into it, uh, like against the ref. Um, and we've talked to everybody on this podcast way too much about soccer, so we'll get into the details about that. <laughs> but at one point, there was a guy, like, as everyone was getting fired up, that he was just like, you effing suck. And, like, but said it. And, and like, collectively, the crowd was like, okay, all right. Like, <laughs> like whoa. It's like, whoa. there are children here. Like, a lot of children <laughs> here. So, like, yeah, so... Um, so yeah, we we tried to keep we tried to keep it to a minimum, but still really just with with gusto uh, yeah. going after going after the ref. So uh, a lot yeah. of like you know cussing under your breath, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so then the next day, just God bless the people I play D and D with mm. because they they a had to that has been said so many times. so many times <laughs> they had to suffer through three hours of me having. No voice, trying <laughs> to communicate things, and everyone was a great sport about it. But I know it had to be painful. So, so yeah. So just shout out, shout out, shout out to my D and D dogs. That, <laughs> I mean, like just like your transition from the intro, <laughs> I think you really stuck the landing on that one. That was I thank you. I appreciate that one. I mean, I feel like I had I that am, one written down actually. So yeah, I mean, like I feel like I am at like a nineteen nineties hip hop show right now. Like that chilled me to the bone. Yeah, like I'm I'm in the park. Like there's just this is. Well, I don't listen to much music, but when I do, that's usually the only genre I listen to is 90s hip-hop, so. That's true. If I know you, <laughs> I know that's definitely true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Well, um, I had a slightly different reason for feeling mm-hmm. under the weather. I um, couldn't stop pooping this okay. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, it started abruptly mm-hmm. uh, Saturday morning. Yeah. And it continued uh, through uh, the wee hours of the morning on Monday. Yeah, and uh, we're not we're not talking about a, a feel good too. We're talking about like I I might I might dehydrate myself to the point of death. I'm too. yeah. I'm not saying yeah. And there's not a question of if. Yeah. Um. I did. <laughs> okay. I my bones hurt. Okay. They hurt for the for the entire week. Like I would say I would say today is the first day that I feel like my soul is confident that this frail shell surrounding it isn't going to give it up. That that was so you experienced just concentrated just concentrated evil coming straight out of you. Let me tell you, there was nothing concentrated. About okay. <laughs> um, the phrase "loosey goosey" does not even. Oh I, wow! My body mm-hmm. transformed into a soda machine for okay. poop. <laughs> and uh, I would say, at a, a conservative estimate, 
of how many times I used the toilet. Yeah. Was around 60 times. In in a, in two days? In the span of 48 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's... That's a conservative estimate. That's a lot of time. Did your children forget about you? Did they forget My children, I don't... I'm not even aware... I don't have memories. <laughs> I think those went out with it. It... <laughs> it I I didn't I did not urinate for two days. Yeah. Because I was doing that out of my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it called something in your brain when you sleep called like a hippo dump, like a hippocampus dump or something <laughs> like that? So that happened but through bowel evacuation. I would say that I dumped roughly the same amount as a hippo this okay. weekend. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this. I I, no joke, I thought to myself, I know that I have a compulsion to try to make jokes about things, but yeah. I saw a doctor on Monday and I knew I, I was kind God of... you do, because what else are we doing right now? If... Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, and I, I was sitting in the waiting room on Monday and I thought, I know that I'm I'm starting to get better. Okay. Because I had eaten toast on Monday. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I'd only pooped about five times since I woke up. <laughs> So I knew, I knew things were better. Yeah. Um, and I went to the doctor and I told my doctor what was happening and my doctor laughed. <laughs> he acted, he laughed in, about what had happened to me. In his defense, you were able to come in on your own. Yes. And it is pretty funny. I think, yeah, I legitimately, I haven't weighed myself since Monday, but I know that I'd lost about seven pounds yeah. in two days and I'd kept it off. So, you yeah. know, it was an effective weight loss. Plan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, we'll come back to this because we're going to be packaging this as a plan here at the end of the show. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. It's, it's our second book. Yeah. Uh, weight loss by death. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a one to one logic. You can't gain weight if you're dead. Bing bang boom, boom. done. Yes, yeah. like, that's it's flawless. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it of course inspired me to ask the internet, um, you know, like, because I kept wondering, like, how do I make this stop? <laughs> um, Is that what you asked Google? I I asked God that <laughs> this weekend. And then I asked Google that this week when I was preparing for tonight. Yeah. Um, and uh, they had some suggestions. So um, Healthline uh, has a series of, you know, a, a series of headers on this article about holding in your poop. And I just thought I could answer some of those. So that like, Hol- so holding, there's certain holding it in, holding it in okay. because sometimes you want to hold it in. Okay. All right. So, like this weekend, I would have given anything. Anything. Hold it. I would have given anything to be able to hold it in. And yep. maybe if I'd read this, I don't know. So, there apparently there are some muscles that hold it in. And I can't pronounce them, but there's three. Okay. And I can tell you mine were on vacation this weekend. All three of them. The yeah. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. They all had rhabdo. Just they down, had taken the first the train to the coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... So when you have the urge to poop, for me that was all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it, so wait, are you talking about a potential like Stockholm syndrome where you 
you didn't have the urge initially. It just happened to you. But over time, you just embraced the lifestyle. At a certain point, you become the urge. Okay. Yeah. You embody it. Yeah. You are the living platonic ideal of the urge to poop. Yeah. Yeah. You, your essence, your soul hovers over the toilet while Mm -hmm. your body is listlessly wandering away. That's, that's probably why the doctor was laughing. So he could see that I was a body without a soul. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's just a really funny thing to him. It's very niche to his. Yeah. It's a very like medical humor thing. (laughs) So this, this article posits what happens if you don't poop. And for me this weekend, it was, um, you still do. Mm-hmm. You just still keep doing it. You never stop there, doing there, it. There's no, I don't want to do this anymore. It just happens. It happens. Um, and apparently that's called fecal incontinence. <laughs> but, um, so this this talks about a couple techniques to, mm-hmm. to stop yourself from pooping. Yeah. I like this, this one, is clench your butt cheeks together. Um, just real hard. Just clench them together. And I didn't try that. I didn't try clenching them together, and that could have been where I um, where I went wrong. Does it say anything about using AIDS? Like it may be like a C-clamp or I something like that? I don't think like if you, you have do. AIDS that it helps. <laughs> but I do think, oh, you mean like, oh, like if I had used like a clamp from my wood shop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like, <clears throat> oh, okay. Some grips, yeah. yeah. Just to really just... Pull it, pull it tight. Pull it tight, yeah. Um, that was that's a good idea. I feel like it would have had more of like a sprinkler effect at oh. that point. You know, like when you pinch the end of the that's hose. That's rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one is good though. I I didn't try this either. Mm-hmm. It says avoid squatting. Okay. Try standing or lying down instead. You prefer to do most things squatting, actually. So yeah. That that had to be really difficult. Eating lunch, I'm squatting. Squatting. All the time. Yep. Nine times out of ten. Squatting. Yep. If you're um, in court, you're in a squat. In a like, squat, yep. yeah. Most people don't know that's the most intimidating position for a lawyer <laughs> it is, is to be in a squat. Yeah. Um, second most intimidating, standing on your head. Yeah. You wouldn't guess it. You would squat. You think people would laugh a little bit yeah. more, but yeah. Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. you don't see it, though, because some people think it's kind of showboating. Oh, okay. Um, but the squat... But that's that's is like one on one stuff in law school is like you take like you take a general uh, gymnastics class and they just teach you some of these techniques initially. That's right. Yep. So and this is so it goes on to explain these aren't natural positions to have a bowel movement mm-hmm. and may trick your body into not going poop. And I didn't really think about it that way. Like the specter of needing to poop mm-hmm. is like is the proverbial bear. Right. And if you lie down and play dead, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna think, oh, this body's already dead. This is this is dead. I don't want to eat this. I don't want to eat this. Yeah. I don't want to make this body poop because <laughs> it's already dead. So right. it doesn't have to poop anymore because right. it's it's a dead body. And, right. And we all know dead bodies don't poop, except for at the very beginning of death. But but yeah. then after that, you don't keep pooping when you're dead. No. It just yeah. No. no. <laughs> So maybe it's like a, I'm going to trick yeah. the poop into the, going away. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be, what I'm hearing is you have to be smarter, smarter than your internal organs. Yeah. And 
so yeah, so you're you're constantly scheming uh, a little like, hey, look over here, and then you're and then you can and then you, you can, can lie about down. Your day. Yeah, you can lie down and play dead. Yeah, transition. So I also um, before I I pooped uncontrollably for mm-hmm. for several days. Right. I went to a funeral. Well, um, that is a silver lining, I guess, that you this wasn't happening at the funeral. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. That would have been... <laughs> oh, man. that That's not where you want that to happen. No. It'd no. be like the scene in Naked Gun when his mic is on and he's just, like, peeing forever. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever... Yeah, so... <laughs> just like that. <laughs> When I yeah, when I'm sitting in a pew and I'm trying not to poop my pants, I'm always thinking like this is just like a naked gun. Um, so <laughs> I was th- you know being at the funeral mm. um, was it, it was a funeral for somebody that I grew up with and um, I got to see a lot of people that I haven't mm-hmm. seen in yep. a really long time, which w- was a, actually like a really um, positive experience, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was really, really wonderful to like catch up with some people and just mm-hmm. get to see a lot of people that was it, was it in Minnesota? Yeah, it was oh. up in Minnesota. So, um, but yeah, it, it was a really, really good experience. Okay. Um, and I actually saw, um, my cousin, oh, who is an avid listener of the podcast. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, Thank you. Thank you, Cousin Ben. Yeah. So shout out to Sam Olson. Yeah. There you go. Shout out. Uh, and before I went, though, I I did not do this, and I probably should have. Um, I should have looked up proper etiquette for attending a funeral. Oh, okay. Did you beef it? I mean, I got pretty close, but okay. thankfully I'm married. So okay. yeah. I've, I've got better than Google in my home every day. So before you before you get into it, let me ask you about your funeral home experiences growing up. Oh, did yeah. you go to very many funerals as a kid? Um, so in Minnesota, children are required to go to all funerals. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much every uh, Friday and Saturday I went to a funeral. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> right. It didn't have to be somebody I knew. You just, um, yeah. you just have to go. It's yeah. Um, and that's how they really fill out the pews. It's part of coming in Minnesota. Because there's yeah. always a story to be told. And yeah. Yeah. And it's also how you learn how to deliver a eulogy. Right. Um, Minnesotans are legendary. That's true. Eulogizers. That's true. They, they are world famous. Like, I mean, uh, Mickey Mickey Smith is a famous yeah. eulogizer well, from Minnesota. I mean, uh, it's why like it's it's why like uh, at Nelson Mandela's yeah, funeral, like right. they a had Minnesotan, a Minnesotan. Yeah, yeah, it was, was there. that was Hans uh, o- o- Ogelson, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah the the I mean, just I, I don't think it's going too far to call him the Michael Jordan of eulogies. So, oh, I don't think so at all. Yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan himself said that he was the Michael Jordan yeah. of eulogies, and and he, as long as he, they don't like, you know, miss the mark anywhere. Right, he's gonna, he is going to do Michael Jordan's. 
Yeah, I've heard yeah. that he actually has had the lion's share of it written for some time, but he will not reveal it. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, it it apparently has the power to bring a nation to its knees. Could you could you imagine if someone got their hands on that? I mean, that's I a can't. that's a national like secret at this point. That, Basically, yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't just have that out somewhere. You know, it's got to be in like no. Fort Knox or some type of facility. To, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I, I look forward to hearing what he has to say about Michael Jordan once he dies. So, so do I. I mean, I. It's basically going to be the notebook of eulogies. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So, it's similar similar to your experience, it wasn't every Friday and Saturday, but very frequent to go to uh, the local nursing home for visitation or a funeral. Uh, so it it wasn't like a weird. It's not like a weird thing to to then all of a sudden like just go when you're older and it's like yeah. I don't know I don't know what's going on here or anything like that so yeah yeah conversely uh, over the state line in Wisconsin mm-hmm. um, children are not allowed to even know about death oh wow until okay. uh, they turn eighteen wow okay um, and then when you graduate high school they tell you that death exists. <laughs> Okay. And that's why Wisconsin just kind of is the way it is. Wow. wow. Yeah. This is, yeah, that's dystopian. That's actually a decent, like, book idea <laughs> right there. Start hiding, like, really terrible things from children, which I guess is what the book The Giver is about. So, <laughs> so anywho. So, anyways, don't read The Giver out uh-huh. loud right. at a funeral. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, rule number one. Yeah. It's not on this list, but... It's not that it's too long. It's just the material within. It's... Yeah. 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 It's maybe that's something better to contemplate after the fact. More, yeah. I would say so. I would say that about most books and funerals. <laughs> but and that's just an opinion. That's not fact. That's yeah. opinion. Um, yeah. When you get up there and you, th- you say, like... I'm going to read a whole novel um, out loud at this funeral. Like, that's up to you. That's fine. If it's, like, it's your funeral. Jimmy's favorite book was Huckleberry Finn. So everyone... Get Buckle set, up. Settle in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here are a few things that uh, are important to know about funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick thank you to Joseph Ferenga and Sons Incorporated Family of Funeral Homes and Cremation Service for their blog posts. Okay. Uh, how should I act at a funeral service? Our top seven etiquette tips. So uh, you know how people don't make laws for things that don't happen? Like, that. I think this is a similar situation. They didn't just out of the kindness of their heart be like, you know, we should give some people some tips. We should do the, the world a good and just give some mm-hmm. funeral home tips. No, it's like... We've seen a string of bad behavior at our funerals, and we need to address this. <laughs> we need to put people on blast right, right now. Right, right, So here's a good one right out of the gate. Wearing black is safe, but other colors are accepted. Mm-hmm. Don't just wear black. Right. Not just straight black. Because mm-hmm. if it's at night, no one's ever going to see you. No one's going to see I you. I think that's... That's really the moral of this. I like, think that's the heart of it because where where else can you be seen apart from a funeral? Like it's just tacky to show off at a wedding, but at a funeral, I think I, I think, think everyone's anticipating it. So. Yeah, and if everyone's wearing black, uh-huh. how are you going to remember anyone's name? Right. Yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. 
I, I forget names immediately if people aren't wearing the same thing every time I see yeah. them. So. In, in fact, you should probably wear an item that is easily associated with your name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Ben... I should I should bring like a big like clown pen okay. and like put it in my pocket. Yeah, and I'll sign the like a card right in front of everybody with this big clown pen and shove it in my pocket, mm-hmm. and I'll be like pen Ben, <laughs> yeah. and then everyone's gonna remember my name's Ben because they're gonna look over and they're gonna be like, look at that doofus with a big clown pen. Oh, I remember his name's Ben. I'm gonna talk to him, and suddenly I'm the most popular guy at the funeral. <laughs> That was your high school superlative, right? <laughs> Most popular guy at funeral? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was in the yearbook. I'm glad you're... Thanks for remembering that. That actually means a lot to me. Oh. <laughs> so, number two. Arrive early. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you do want to arrive early. Yep. Because arriving late to a funeral, mm. super disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And also, in some cultures, you will be thrown into the grave with the casket yeah i like to get there so early that i'm ahead of the family in the processional Mm. like that's where i want to be um and i think it just like it just says a lot how much about how much i care uh if i can get there that early and Mm -hmm. and again i think it then adds to just a quick notch on that noticeable yeah on that noticeable belt yeah yeah like you want people wondering like is this just some guy Mm -hmm. who's like standing around the church mm-hmm. like like does this guy is this like a homeless dude meandering mm. through the cemetery Mm-mm. no he's just here before everybody yeah else. did you see how early he came to i mean he was here like five hours early like he was like he he must have known this was gonna happen before it even <laughs> happened <laughs> he was here like five days early they started an investigation they're like wait a minute where where were you when this guy kicked it? And it's just like, oh, I was at the funeral home. And it's like, oh, okay. I was early for the funeral. <laughs> we didn't even post what was happening today, and you were already here. Oh, well. I was just, I was pretty sure this is where it was going to be. This is where things were going to happen. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> just every time I get off work, I just come here. <laughs> and I just stay here until I go to work the next day. Yeah. Yeah, and then sometimes on my lunch just to save you guys time, and in case that I I finally give up the ghost, then I mean I'll I'll be right here, and you just also are you gonna replace the runts in the candy dispenser? (laughs) They're kind of old. Here's a good one: don't hesitate to laugh when appropriate, Mm -hmm. and I think that's a an important Mm -hmm. tag on at the end. Like you should be afraid to laugh, yeah, when it's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And that's really true of pretty much any time in life. Yep. Like, we should be more afraid to laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we should be more aware of when it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, I think that's just a life rule to live yeah. by. Yeah. Um, but, like, when it is appropriate, especially at a funeral, you should laugh hard. Mm-hmm. Like, as hard as you can. So, let me give you a couple scenarios. You tell me whether or not these are appropriate times okay. of laugh. All right, so um, when a, a grandkid for a grandfather comes up um, and uh, they pull, hold up a bag of peanut candy and they mm. said, boy, oh boy, did, did Papa love his peanut candy? 
Uh, I'm going to say uh, inappropriate okay. because Papa died choking on peanut candy. Yeah, that's... You, and, well, yeah. And that is actually a really good example of an insensitive eulogy. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, you don't laugh at that. Yeah. Not I'm, at all. Well, I'm proud of you because you're right. Because he was... The, the grandkid was saying that because they hated their grandfather. So it, like... Yeah. So you... Perfect. Yeah. Also, it just wasn't funny. Like, I mean, I think that's really what's important here is, like, I don't want to give out any cheap laughs at a funeral either with something like that, where it's just like, yeah, I mean, he did like peanut candy, but, I mean, we don't have to make a whole federal case out of it. Like, I don't understand, like, what the big deal is. So, yeah, peanut candy. Peanut candy. Come on. Um, All right, uh, another scenario. So, um, uh so a kid's going up, uh, and it's we'll do we'll do grandma this time. Okay. And it's like boy oh boy, did grandma love to smoke weed? Uh, laugh hard. Oh, oh, laugh hard really really hard. You can yeah. Not only yeah. should you laugh hard, like that landed at just the right time because guess what? This funeral. Yeah. It started at four o'clock. You know what? Right on the dot, he right delivered that line four twenty. Yeah. That's right. And that's when that's actually everyone's cue. To light up. Little Oprah moment yeah. because they're like, all right, everyone check under your seats. And then everyone's like, check this dank weed out right check here, out. son. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just, then everyone blazes and away, away we yeah. go. We just, and the, we the roll way, up grandma and smoke. They're like, <laughs> like Willie Delson. That's right, yeah. And and that's, that's when they like kick the boat out. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a Viking funeral. Mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. this one. And I'm glad you reminded me of it because yeah. in this circumstance, they had actually rolled grandma on a giant oh, smoking yeah. paper yep. and they kicked her out to sea on this white boat. So it looked like she was a giant doobie, yeah. just like floating out to sea. And then everybody drew their Nordic bows mm-hmm. and they shot flaming arrows into the boat. And it was a beautiful moment. Oh, very beautiful. Yeah. Um, most of the shots didn't make it though because everyone was so high. But they were they were everywhere. Yeah, it was very dangerous, but it was also very funny. So it was the right time to. It laugh. is what she asked for. So you know you can't. Yeah. can't An go back oddly on specific request, but poetic. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So here here's the next one in line. Stay off your phone. Oh Just yeah. Just stay of off course. your phone. Yeah. Like. I know that the theme of the funeral is mm-hmm. Candy Crush. Yeah. I know that they requested to be buried in a casket shaped yeah. like, a, you know, a star mint. Yeah. You know, red and white star peppermint. <laughs> but it's not the right time to play Candy Crush when you are saying goodbye to the deceased. Stay off your phone unless you are a funeral home influencer. And I think that, I think that's Mm. really important though, is not if you're aspiring to be this. So like everyone's going to read this, like everyone in the country is going to see this eventually because everyone loves blogs and (laughs) there. And, and so you're going to, you're going to put your phone away because that's good etiquette and you're going to look around and you're going to see, you know, uh, Sally come lately over here just still on her phone mm-hmm. and you're going to get you're going to get rip roaring mad and you're really going to want to let her have it and when you turn around then all of a sudden you'll see that she's doing like TikTok dance TikTok 
dance, TikTok dance, at the funeral home, and you're like, oh. They're like, oh. oh. she's trying to bring the yeah. youth in as a part of this. To celebrate. Celebrate. Life. Yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is what they wanted. Yeah. And the funeral home's been struggling financially, so they're just trying to bring in more clientele for yeah, that. And yeah. so. And you would really, yeah, I mean, like, that you'd really embarrass yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't, yeah, you don't want to go viral. Yeah. Oh, no. Being the person who is crapping on a funeral home influencer. Yeah. No. You don't yeah. want that. That's no. the that's the bedrock of our, our economy at this point is the funeral home influencer. So. Death and taxes. That's, gosh, man. Cheers to that. <laughs> Here's one that kind of goes hand in hand with that. Be cautious if you're taking photos. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, you know, I don't, I like to read these um, carefully because what it's saying is don't not take photos. Okay. You should be taking photos. Yeah. Everyone's going to want to know, what did you do on Friday while you were away from work? Yeah. And if you don't, you know, Pixar didn't happen. Yeah, right. If you don't have a selfie with the deceased, yeah. then they're never going to believe you. Yeah. But you need to be respectful. Yeah. And you need to do it at the right time. Yeah. Nobody, nobody looks at the obituaries in the newspaper anymore. No, nobody gets a newspaper anymore. So it's just like, yeah, if you have, it's your job to do the pictures, but you have to, uh, like you're saying, you have to be very strategic about it. Um, you also, I just want to say also, this is just a pro tip. Make sure that you're close to the deceased or anybody that is like taking a picture with them. And also zoom in as much as possible yeah. with, uh, with your camera. Absolutely. Uh, because that's, the key is to get it as pixelated as possible because that's really going to sell. And they, they won't tell you that in the industry, but that's what they're looking for. And yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because <laughs> if it's not good looking, you can always call it art. Right. And make people look stupid. You're right. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is my medium that I work yeah. in. It's and that's, pixelation. That's what art is really about. Right. It's right. not about beauty. It's about other people yeah. being less good than you. Yeah. Explore the space. Get out there. <laughs> Finally, check in after the funeral. Mm-hmm. Make sure that people know you were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is less about the family. Yeah. This is more about you. Yep. Make sure they know you were there. Yep. Hey, it was great to see you. Just want to make sure you're doing all right. Mm-hmm. I was there. Yep. Love the guy who was there. <laughs> Me. Yeah. If you don't do it, nobody's going to know. Yeah. I mean, you can you can post all the pictures you want on Instagram and Facebook. Right. You can do a TikTok dance on the casket. Whatever, but like nothing's gonna show people you were there as much as publicly drawing attention to the fact that you were there two weeks later. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I think that's also something else to play up a lot when you're at work or something like that, and like you just don't want to deal with the situation. Mm-mm. You can just say like, I look, I'm really sorry, but I had a funeral two and a half months ago and I just 
I mean, it was great. It was beautiful, but I'm still just kind of getting over, yeah. getting over it. Like I just found out I'm not in the will. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm really taking that pretty hard. And it's, it's emotionally. Yeah. I didn't make it on any of the social media posts about this funeral. Yeah. And I'm just bummed because I was looking sharp. That I day. was fly as hell. Yeah. I got there early. I looked great. I took subtle selfies with the deceased next to the castle. Subtle selfies. I was extremely pixelated. Like, I just... I laughed hard so at hard. the appropriate time. Yeah. Yeah. And not a single tag. No. Nothing. That, and and now I'm not, I'm not even in the will. Like, yeah. what's that about? Right. I get it. I'm not related. I didn't really know you. I was your cousin's friend. I thought it was more like a, a gift bag situation. Like when you go to a kid's birthday party, like I thought I was just going to get something for being there and nothing, not a, not a scotch. Like it yeah. just, yeah. Not terrible. even a temporary tattoo. Yeah. And the person that you're talking to is like, I just asked you if you wanted a piece of cake. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs>